Have you ever heard of the Shekinah glory of God? What is it and what does it do? And where do we find it in the Bible? In the Old Testament, the presence or dwelling of God was in fire, smoke, cloud, and shining. There was a sign that God was among them. Now the word Shekinah or Shekinah glory does not appear in the Bible. However, the term, the glory of the Lord, represents the biblical presence or the dwelling of God. And when someone talks about the Shekinah glory today, they're talking about the dwelling of God. That's what the word Shekinah means. And we find that when God is represented as being present somewhere, there is some kind of glory that's represented with it. For example, as Moses talked to God in the burning bush, there was a fire representing his presence. At the giving of the law, there was thunder and lightning and fire on top of that mountain representing the presence of God. There was a pillar of fire that led them in the wilderness by night and a cloud by day that represented the presence of the Lord. God spoke to Moses out of a cloud and the Bible says that he had to put a veil over his face because the people would see the glory fading. And that's interesting to me. He spent time in the presence of God and God's glory was on him. I wonder if that isn't true with us as well. Also, God met with them above the mercy seat. You remember that when the Ark of the Covenant was taken, that Eli the priest said, the glory of God has departed, Ichabod, and he fell over and he died. And God said that he would meet with them above the mercy seat. And we believe that was some kind of a cloud that represented the presence of God. In 1 Kings 8:11, when the temple was dedicated under Solomon, a cloud of glory filled the temple, so the priests had to stop working until it was cleared out. In Ezekiel 10, the glory of the Lord in a cloud, bright, leaves the temple and eventually Jerusalem because the children of Israel had turned away from their God and God's presence was leaving them. Now, why do we see God's presence so often in a cloud and sometimes a dense cloud? Because it's masking the glory of God. No one can see God and live. When Moses asked God to see him, he put him in a cleft and passed by and Moses saw the air that God had moved through and it was full of his glory. We cannot see the glory of God. And so there's some kind of a cloud that masks the glory in the Old Testament. Now, after the Holy Spirit had left Jerusalem in Ezekiel 10, it returns in Acts 2, 1 through 4, on the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost is a Jewish feast that celebrates two different things, the beginning of the wheat harvest, and looking forward and thanking God for all of the harvest coming in, and the giving of the law. Why these two things? Because when you go back to the first Passover, when God led the children of Israel out of bondage by Moses, and you count 50 days later, Moses is on the mountain receiving the law. And then they're told in the law that they would give a wave offering to God 50 days after Passover. And that was the beginning of the wheat harvest. But both of these connect together to God wanting to bring a harvest in and giving the law as well. Listen to what it says in Acts 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came the sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now what's going on here? First of all, there is a sound like a rushing wind. 
And the word for wind is also the word for breath. And so the spirit is rushing in. It reminds us of when Moses received the law, there were thunderings up on top of the mountain. And here there's this rushing wind that comes in and they each have divided tongues of fire on their heads. They're divided because they each have their own fire that is above them. It's not like one burning fire that burns over the church, but we each are the temple of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says. And so the tongues were divided. And what is a tongue of fire? It's the shape a fire makes. So there was a fire above each one of them, just like in the Old Testament, representing the presence of God. The Holy Spirit was being given to them and now God's presence would be with them. They even spoke in tongues, which wasn't speaking in an unknown language. They were speaking in the languages of the people who were there in Jerusalem from all around the world celebrating this feast of Pentecost. And they each heard them praising God in their own language. Why did God do that? Because God now was gonna bring in a harvest. That's the day of Pentecost, the first fruits of the wheat harvest. There's the first fruits of the barley harvest right after Passover. And then 50 days later, you have the first fruits of the wheat harvest, and God's now going to bring in the harvest of those who will come to Christ. They spoke in the languages of the people around them as a sign that they were going to be bringing them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so now on the day of Pentecost, the glory had returned. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? Therefore, we're to live our lives for him. To sum up, the Holy Spirit was given to the church on the day of Pentecost, giving us a new way to be led, replacing the law and giving us the first fruits of the harvest during the church age. The Spirit was represented by a rushing wind and divided tongues of fire over the heads of each person, representing the presence of God in each of our lives. And they were given a supernatural gift to speak in tongues as a sign that we would be sent out to all nations. Now, just like they received the gift of the Holy Spirit and God's glory dwells in them, God's glory can dwell in you. Peter said in Acts 2, 38 and 39, repent and let each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise is to you and to your children, to all who are afar off as many as the Lord our God will call. This means this promise of the indwelling of the Spirit, of the glory of God being inside of you is to all of us until Jesus actually returns. What a great promise. Now, if you are not living for Christ today, if you're a believer and you're living wrongly, you're harboring sin, you aren't living a pure life, you have no desire for righteousness, then repent. Let revival sweep in. Let God draw you to himself, that you would be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, that you would be his ambassador representing him. And remember, let people around you see Christ in you, the hope of glory. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.